Okay, we began last night the Bayaz in the Teferis Yisrael on page 3 of your handout. If you don't have one, there's something in the back. And if you guys on uh, Zoom don't see it in your folder, please look. It's one of the PDFs after 10, probably. And Teferis Yisrael is trying to figure out Pshat in this Mishnah and trying to give us a rule for when we say Amnius Makamashiris for the Hidr Mitzvah, the Tzarchei Aklal, maybe the Prat, and when we say Akashbarhu Chasa Al Memenim Shi Yisrael, which means save the money, Hashem doesn't want us to run out of money and doesn't want us to spend money where it's not necessary, as in the Pachim Ketanim of Yaakovinu. So, the issue is, if you look back for just a moment on page two, the Mishnah had said, Shmeinim Vishte Riboy Nases. They have 820,000 strands or 820,000 golden dinars spent on the Pereches, not a steer, or the 82 Nairus Basulus, also not a steer. And we're going to focus on the 820,000 golden dinarm, whatever the price of gold was. That sounds extremely expensive. And Therese Yisrael began to ask, why would you, as the Mishnah sounds like it's saying from the words, let's see how he's going to try to touch it up differently, Shtayim Eisen Bechol Shana, sounds like they had two, because he had two walls, he walked in between, to the Kashi so it's one Perichis, meaning two parts of the Perichis, and they made a new one every single year. 820,000 golden dinarim to spend on a parichas. You say, maybe it got very dirty. We know by the Bitek Una, we don't wash them too much. We put them in Geniza, and we get new ones. But Bitek Una, if you're not kind gadol, pretty simple outfit, not that expensive. Okay, a thousand kainim, but 820,000 golden dinarim, it's not. So first he's going to try to build up the case for Ananias Makamashirs versus Terachas Manshi Yisrael, and then he's going to try to figure out what's going on over here. So let's start again in Gimel, in the left side in the Bayaz, on page 3. Which means if it costs a little more, a little fancier, a little more of a that's great. Even though it's very near the flame in the menorah and it gets a little tarnished, we're not worried about it. Part of the menorah, it's not just the Heksha Mitzvah of the silver shovel, which he's going to get back to in a moment. Even though it gets blackened and would have to be replaced a little more often. They filled it up. Very much, they weren't stingy on the amount of shemen they put in. Small stain, you'll wash it off. Uh, large stain, we don't bother. When these die, these are a liberal amount to die to make sure the color was saturated through and through. Small amount of money, big return. And it's public works, Hidr Mitzvah, wonderful. Lachashu Loi B'Mikdash. Notice how he keeps highlighting Mikdash. The Yachid, average person in times of yesteryear, barely had what to eat, made their daily wages, and paid the bills. 
So even a small expense, we would apply the original Makar, one of the Makars, is by the Baisa Manuga, where we tell the client, be very careful, go, you got to shots up what's going on, before you declare Tommy, make sure you take all the Kalim out. What type of Kalim are we talking about? Pennies, Klicheris. But Klicheris don't have Tyre Mikvah, and once they're inside, you lose them. So therefore, and he's not the public works, he's not the Mikdash, he's not the community, he's not the Tzibur, he's not the Shul, and the Pacham Katana make a difference. Again, we have even in the Mikdash examples, which he will cite, even in the Mikdash, it's a machlekes, how much hefzid we're going to give, and maybe even hefzid mu'ad, we should be careful. So, question is, Hejit, we're more careful. Mikdash, as a shayla, do we learn from Hejit or not? Which is what he said in the next line. That machlekes, nearly depligi, yelfinon, hektish, mishel, Hejit. Tebe Hejit, kuliyama, afilu, lehefsid, muot, chashashu. When it comes to a Hejit, because most people barely made a living, we were always extra careful. Yes? Sound like an American. Uh, so therefore, there's, it's, it's, it's not a real baltashkas where something is actually going to waste because even though the money is being spent, but that money is now circulating. Through I'll the- tell you why it is. It, everything has some stimulus aspect, but we would never waste. Picture the parachas. It's gigantic. It goes from floor to ceiling. It's dividing the Kedush and Kedush We spent, I don't know how many, maybe somebody can research. They have these conversion tables, I'm sure. How much was a gold dinner then? And multiplied by almost a million. We're talking about taking something that Fraser is about to argue tonight was pretty clean. Nothing wrong with this thing. And even if you're paying people to make another one and you have to buy raw material, you're wasting a purchase. This is also hectic. It's also shabby. You can't stop to throw something out of that value. When there's everything you gotta look at what are you gaining, what are you losing, what's the upside, what's the downside? So, so I'm gonna be able to eat that Exactly point. Make it why don't we make one every month? What, it, it, you know hold the thought, you'll see he's gonna make a very tough argument. Uh, it, it's not stimulating the economy is if you have a good public works that will really be needed and also help give jobs, wonderful. If we're having people assemble widgets and nobody needs any widgets, that's not, uh, might be a short-term stimulus. There are large countries that have done that for almost a century. I think they called it the USSR. No? Just give everybody a job. fact that nothing's getting done and we still don't have anything on the shelf. And the economy's still going. No, no. Please, everybody has a job. Like where this would come into play. No, it wasn't. I think everybody's masking that was a disaster. No? I, I'm just a capitalist, what do I know? But I, I think that's kind of pushing. What? In, in, in a capitalistic society, there are a lot of things that we, that we spend a tremendous amount of money. There are whole industries which don't really do much. But because we should do away with them. That's called government waste. Right. Yeah. No, but I'm saying, as far as like, <laughs> in entertainment and a lot of things, that even the entertainment. I'm always big and... No, but if you're in a decision-making capacity 
and the <coughs> Pentagon is paying $900 for each hammer, somebody at the top sitting at the desk has to cross that out. Can't say, well, $900, I guess, the guy's going to spend, it's like a stimulus package. The guy's going to spend $900, it only cost him $9. He spent $900, he'll go out and spend money. Well, they're doing that during corona. And I'm not saying none of it was necessary, but as we all know, there's a lot of collateral damage because so far, about nine months into it, most people didn't want to go to work because they didn't pay. That is ridiculous. That doesn't, uh, that doesn't uh, stimulate the economy in a real way. That's a, a puppet. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a makeshift uh, a menagerie of, yes, it looks like somebody's spending more money, and at some level that's true. But if you're making the people lazier and you can't get them to work, I don't know if that's still going on, but at the beginning, the first few months, that's what I heard about. No? Anybody following it? No, you, uh, I, the, it, there's a certain point, you know, the guys who are making large salaries want to go to work anyway, and guys that didn't, it, uh, you know, yeah, paid not to work. So, again, there are a lot of chacham and chacham begayim time, and especially the feds always, there's some yid in charge. But <laughs> there's, it's a balance, and it's not going to be a perfect balance, but we, no, we, we're not going to, what's bothering the Pharisee Israel, and he will... Uh, be very vocal about this soon is that he doesn't understand if there's nothing wrong with it. You don't do that to stimulate the economy. There's plenty to do. So it's a good question, but we wouldn't go that far. So let's see. Let's see as Uh The uh, first one lies Muat Chashashu, Diafinan, and that's the original Raya, Pacham Katanam over there, very, very, very small value. said Muat, and we are careful to delay the process of being matam in the house till we get those pachim out. He says, by an individual, if there'll be a hider that he'll get by spending money, or he'll avoid a chash iser, so then we have to balance the amount of money it costs with the iser, the chumrah we're accomplishing. This, these are very real shailas in real life. This comes up a lot. Now, if a guy has extra money and this way he wants to spend his money, that's gavaldic. Spend it on whatever hider chumrah you want, it's better than wasting it. But for people who are tight, that's a shayla. The Gemara and Baba Kama does say, Hidr at Shlish. It's what that means. Shlish means a third larger esr, a third in the price. You have to work it into the sugi over here. A third sounds like a lot. It's a third of the base, a third of the first thing you picked up. It's a whole big machlekes in Huchasukah. That's a large number. But it's a one-time acquisition, and esrgim then weren't that expensive in the first place. We have no problem with people spending a lot of money on it if the money's not tight. We're concerned for most of history, the average person had very little to spare. And then each sugi discusses when we even ask you to spend a few pennies more for the hider or for the extra chumrah of avoiding a possible shayla. Loi, last word of the line, lachashu lahefsed muot. And he gives examples. Keshab is kufn and dal is an interesting case. They did not allow muksa, that a large glass that was already partly broken, and it's muksa now. And the Gemara says you have to drop the rest of it, even though it's going to shatter further, because the assumption was that these are going to be broken into separate window panes anyway. So as you break it, you're going to lose X amount of glass. So now that you drop it, you're going to lose a little more. But the differential is not enough to allow you to keep holding muksa. So each sugya, that's a call. Chazal had to assess how serious is the answer. How serious is the loss? When are we going to make Obamakam Hesed? When is it Hesed Mood? When it says Mood? That's why he's checking through these examples in Shas. The uh, Gemara the next one is an interesting one. It talked about whether it would be Matami Biyadayim when you had uh, 
things that are halach libud. You don't want to make truma tame, so you have to spend more fuel, more firewood, to make two different fires. So the choice is, but otherwise you have truma and you have hulin, and you have something you have to put together. If you do the one fire, you're going to you're burning it anyway. What does it make? The answer is the step before, being matam yadayim. Should you just make two fires or one fire? So these are debates of how much hiddur are we getting for the expense. We Americans wouldn't think, how much fire? So make two fires, get some twigs. Twigs were expensive and everything was work and, uh, and nothing was free. So uh, the Gemara cleared all these shaylas and based on how it came out, the severity versus the amount it cost. However, even in a public level, even in the base of Mikdash, even if it's very fancy, if it's Hefzer Muba, we are not going to do it. The Terachasa Amamenim Shi Yisrael, Kidarminim, Haitaima, Becholyaim, Hadza Bishal, Machta Kesef. That's the mission we started with. These a silver shovel because it went into the coals and it would get tarnished. And it's only the Heksha Mitzvah to get the coals into the Katera shovel, which was gold. Hesed Velor Bishal Zav, Shalo Yischare Ha Shal Zav Beish. It shouldn't get tarnished. Mahaitaima, Lechem Alpanim. I thought this, this was a very interesting example. I actually looked up how much this was. Salas Naki is extra fine flour, as in like Sarimena. And the other stuff has more chaff, which we are now paying more for because it's healthier. But it used to be white flour was for the aristocracy. And Lechem Aponim, a little bit surprising to me, Lechem Aponim, which is like a pretty big national treasure. Only make it once a week. We put it on. There are a lot of nisim and the flows involved. And the din is you don't need seilis naki. Why? I did a calculation, a very rough calculation. Chav dalit is about 160 pounds of flour. We must be too American. 160 pounds of pound. Your wife makes challah. It's a five-pound bag already. Talk about the base of mikdash. I'm amazed. So for that, they didn't use Sailor's Naki. This is part of his kasha. You see, Akadei Kach, we're applying a Torah Chos Amon Yisrael, not Ananis Makam Shiris, on a national level, based on Mitzvah Filachim Apanim. And we're talking about 160 pounds. So maybe flour is cheaper to. Our stam flour, is that Sailor's? I guess so. It's not whole wheat. Right? Not really, somewhere in between? Thirty to what? Thirty-five to fifty dollars worth of flour. That's not. That's not a lot. No, that's if. The, how much is a five bag? Five pound. Five dollars. Is it soilus? Let's say it were soilus. I don't understand what soilus was. They kept doing it again and again. Was not the fine thing. It yeah. Was the thing that was. Because the really fine flour they sifted out that was not soilus. Okay. It was some something coarser that was. So it, let's say it was okay. So let's say. It took right, longer, but it was, it was obviously intensive in the operation of how much time and labor. So if we have a $5 bag, it's hard to judge. In America, wheat, we're still burning it. Uh, so $50 a bag? <laughs> Talking about $160, 160 pounds? So it's, <laughs> what's that, 30 bags. How much could it have been already? Compared to the progress. What? 
first of all, if you compare it, contrast it with the regular budget, that's one thing. It's hard and significant. It, but what surprises me, we're talking about the Lechem Apanim. A few. Okay, right. they're bringing thousands because of carbonus every day. It's a few hundred dollars, give or take. Okay. And this is so, what, so I'm just uh, saying, this is, this is a big riot to what he's saying. That's why he's quoting this. He said, the base of Mikdash, for the Lechem Apanim, they didn't use Silas, even though clearly Silas had no downside and only an upside. Because it was a lot of settlers every week. And he said, they, rather than apply Ananias Makamashiris, we apply the Torah Chasal Manamashiris. So, out of all the examples, that surprised me the most, but it's uh, pretty befairish. He continues, My time, our first one line of Shabbos Chavdal, uh, after the bracket. My time, Eloyetzar Shemin Kasis Lamanachis, also a Chiddush. Shemin Kasis Lamar. Okay, so Rashi's describing the first drop. Olives are pretty plentiful when I Yisrael. So the first drop as opposed to the rest of it. So how much more expensive is it? Ten times expensive? But they bring a lot of menachas. Now, if you bring a mincha as a private individual, so then I understand that's already on an individual level, so then we would say a terachas on Yisrael. But for carbon and seber, the mincha, there weren't that many. And yet, the Gemara says, they didn't require Shaman Kassas from Menachas. That's as surprising as the Lachma Pam. I'm not sure which one's more surprising. From or the, that's a Gizera Sakos, so... But he's not using it as that. He's using so, it as a Raya... By which one? From an Or. For the Menorah. Well, Menorah is the benchmark. That we know. But there's one Menorah, there are more Menachas. I'm just pointing out, there are not that many more Menachas. There are... Thousand menachas being bought, but those are individuals. We're talking about for the zebra over here. Maybe. You can't say the hedge has to bring in something fancier because it's makabashiris. The hedge is paying for it. The kind of bringing it in. Zebra uh, has to bring maybe. The I wouldn't have been surprised. Keep up with the dump. Uh, well, we already know. He already proved it's a chilip between the individual because most people are poor, and the zebra. Ain't ani is makabashiris means it's zebra. Doesn't mean a yachid. The, the definition of the phrase. Has to mean that. And his Makamashiris is not, I guess, if you have Rabbi Danasi, he shouldn't be uh, proving uh, which Grada he never had any personal on eye, raised his hands, never had any on eye whatsoever. And uh, Lamaisa, his table had Sunayin and whatever delicious vegetables that we have, as a matter of course, um, because he had to prov uh, like a Nasi. But the Klal applies to normally public works, not, not the individual. So, his second raya over here again is they didn't require it for the malachas that zebra. The bakul and ayde rebuyin yachashuv kehefsed muba mikol shekain hefsed. If you if you just came in, where the about ten lines on the bottom, the first one line is hefsed. Now we get to our parochas. Now he's laid a pretty serious case here. Kol shekain hefsed muba moed kazeh base parochas shalochu baad kusana dalad riba. So we're talking about uh, should be. Pays eight hundred twenty thousand. Dinarizav yignezum b'chol shana al loydaver. That was directed to the back there. Al loydaver. He's bavarning you. Uh, is it good to be bavarned by the phrase as well? Al loydaver is can't say we're giving a lot of people a lot of work and we're supplying uh, new threads, giving the industry. Why in the world are they retiring this parachis? What's what's wrong with this parachis? He's going to prove that he doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. Share Shamba Makam Hakadusha Vataya Vanakiya Samuflegis. 
He says, we're in the most private, well-guarded place on earth. You're now, you're not in the Ezus, you're not in Harbaius, you're not in the Ezus Lashem, as Israel. You're now walking from the Kedish to the Kedish HaGadashim. Not too many people go there, and not too many people go swipe past the Pereches, and like one, and not too often. So what's getting dusty over here? That's what he's going to bring out. There's no dirt there. When he walked in, he didn't have to bump into the curtain. They made sure that he didn't bump into it. That a golden button latch that they used to pull it back. So even when he came in, he had his hands full. So they pulled it back, picture like a curtain, a beautiful curtain, and they, they had it already on a golden uh, thing. So when he walked in, he didn't have to move anything aside. So he was just plenty of room. He's walking in, and his hands are full. He's not supposed to be touching it. First one lines, Lachayrev. Veins are legal, but Vegam. And he says, there's no dust on the floor. Everything is laden with marble and gold. No dust. They had a very good cleaning system there. They had the uh, the drain pipes there with the uh, you know nature soil. They still do it. What do they call it when they come in with the thing? They spill. First time American sees this, they're like, go go. Yeah, they're like all of a sudden there's a big flood, and then first time I remember the first time I saw it as a kid. I said, you're gonna do this to get a cleaner here? <laughs> there was like mud all over. They said, just give us 20 minutes. You'll see. It's gonna be sparkling because everything is shyish. And they clean it well, and they had uh, an incredible system. So he says, there's no, there's no dust to track anything up. And as I'll point out in a minute, no one's coming anywhere near this with any shoes. And how in the world is this going to get dirty? Which is further away. You can't even wear shoes on Harabayas. So no one's schlepping in any dust. And they have places to wash your feet and... Why would you, Mugen means for free, why would you waste such a valuable thing like this? It didn't even get dirty. How would it get dirty? So he said, why would they replace this every year? Last word line is Yisokum. Next line is Misham. You're not going to resell it. To say, well, maybe you'll uh, sell second hand. This is part of the uh, Kedushas HaMokom, and you have to put it in Geniza. So, well, Mom is putting it away, never to be seen again. And you do that every year. So, that's his kasha, or kashas. He's asking on a Mishnah, which is that I told you it's an unusual to verse Israel. He has, so far, 15 lines, and he's giving us a nice overview of when you say, and it's Makam Hashiris, and Torah Chasam Yisrael, and he's proven that even in the base of Mikdash, Chosh of operation that it was, we have a pretty low bar for how much money we're going to spend. And he doesn't understand why the Mishnah would be making, suggesting they made one every year. Lula de Mistafina, Rabbi Sai. So whenever you see the word Lula de Mistafina, it means we're well, not afraid of my Rabbeim to say a radical new Chiddush. I wouldn't say it, but of course he's going to say it. Uh, but Lula de Mistafina is like Lufianis Daiti, which is what you got to say because the phrase Israel was the phrase Israel, and he knew that he, what he's about to say is. Uh, Chiddush of the Mishnah. But um, it's important to express some possibility of some way out because he's, he's very perturbed 
how this could be shot of here. Look at Mr. Fina Rabbi Sahi, and nearly he gives two possible shotum. It didn't say they hung two new ones every year. It says they made one. So what does it mean? He says this thing was so intricate and so expensive and so hands-on. It took a year to make. He's touching up the whole shana. I mean, it took the whole year to make it. Which is, in the words, an interesting shot. Mind you, even after he says this, he's not married to this at all because he realizes the Bartanur and all the other Rishanim don't say either of these Pshatim he's going to suggest. So it's going to be one of those things we're going to blight Tzarechin and wonder what this is all about. Probably, obviously something I'll pee Nister. After two of the three Regalim, main Regalim people came up at Pesach and Sukkot, and then they had a lot more visitors inside, a lot more kind of who are and Amaratsim are not that familiar with Tumba Batira, and sometimes they touch things and go places they shouldn't do things they shouldn't do. And they taka had to take it down and they had to bring it to the mikvah and they had to fix it up. So his second shot's gonna be that they had to have a roster system and replace it twice a year, every six months. So they had to have two. So they made two one time. But neither shot is saying that they made another two every single year because that wouldn't be necessary, as it continues. So they had doubles of everything. You had an extra one, because you had to switch. Every year they had to switch it twice. And he thinks that might be the pshat over here. He can't understand. Again, nobody else learns like this. And sounds like they made a new one every year. So maybe your suggestion, stimulate the economy. But nobody says that. Doesn't mean you can't say it. Uh, but it's... Ah, Lula de Mistafina, right. On the Kiddush of the uh, Tiferes Yisrael. But as Kasha is really put into focus, I'm using this as a springboard, uh, we have Terach HaSalman Mishy Yisrael, and doesn't mean people start getting burgers, why am I spending so much on my matzah, my ezek, that's Aschus. Hashem gave us uh, more panos in this country, individually, collectively, than everybody put together in the last 2,000 years. No matter where you're holding it, that people are struggling. I'm saying with that, with that in mind, it's, uh, no similarity, living or dead. And um, we have even the average Hamana, middle-income people hanging donuts from the walls and hanging bagels on hooks and all sorts of other things. We don't, we don't know. We haven't figured out what to do with it yet. And uh, <laughs> what? And just smashing cakes and smashing chocolate to get into candies. We have all sorts. So uh, this is not our problem. So if we're already spending the money, you know, doing it in Hidr Mitzvah is a schus. One more ma'amakam before we go on to the Avarazar and Yanim of the year, as I promised you. So, yeah. Can you imagine? You can't smash things and. and uh, no, no, shooting range is actually. I mattered. I just. I, not for women. You want me to matter? You want, you want to teach our women to be aggressive and to shoot? Took away the painful. Painful. I saved a lot of wealth, by the way. There are people a lot healthier. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. It's a, it's a schwer gullus, as they say. 
Yeah. We can't shoot people anymore and run them over and smash them. A, you know, this might actually do something for Amidus. You know, what is there to do? We, uh, uh, what was that? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, one of, one of the guys here once came to my house like that. I'm not sure who it was. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward. Uh, this perm should be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, somebody told me, uh, yeah, I think you mentioned it, right? The, the picture I had was not me. There's one down the block here. I, I didn't, the picture was not from Muzzy, but, uh, but there's, there's uh, one down the block. Again, he means well, even though you keep asking me why I keep giving these guys credit. Okay, so um, this uh, single copy, I just want to show you the last piece of Musa for now. We still have a few things to discuss going back to after the Avodah Zarah and Yanim. Take us a few weeks. I want to go back to the cutting down the tree in Eretz Yisrael with the Losichanim, which is our last big subtopic after that. And uh, this, just uh, since we were on the issue of the smashing of the cakes and throwing of the food and the like. So I mentioned this Gemara outside, but I want to show you inside just for the effect of how serious this is. This Gemara in Tainus, you should have it on your uh, newer Marmachemis on there. So look about third of the way down. Bracket Rabbi Huda Chazum Dahanu Betray Birifta. He noticed that there are two people playing catch with a piece of bread. Rashi, look at the right side. Partsi Birifta Zarkanasam Zelaze. See already two weeks ago I had a whole discussion about the Issa to throw bread and the Issa to hang bread. And the Issa to throw bread even if it's not getting ruined, it's not hitting the ground. And then the issue with the challah, those are the many that have to throw the challah. I just want to show you a diak. Look at the um, gimel in the Bach on this Rashi. Why did the Bach add that? Her, we got that impression from first part of Helps us part of Rashi. Well, what's, why are those words important? So I think. Member of Yasha mentioned if you're throwing it to somebody. We had a, we were trying to find some coolers and the possibility to miyash of the minig. This sounds a little bit that Rashi is saying what is usher or possibly it's usher anyway, but what got Rabbi so upset is that it was such a zulzul. You can learn Rashi two ways. You can get out of the raya. But the terrible zulzul to hear was they were mamish having a game of catch with a loaf of bread. And it could be that's the only time it's usher. It could be it was worse, and that's why the terrible thing happened afterwards, which we'll see right now in the Gemara. How is it mashma in Russia? How is it it's not. He just had that gizah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's important because that's, that makes a difference in the... I would have assumed that per our sogia from two weeks ago, whatever the reason is, don't throw bread. So either that's not true and Zariah to what was saying, you could do it to, for that purpose, or it was worse because it was Mamash Zilzal that they were playing football with it. So what happened? Go back to the Gemara. Buda. It's a scary line. He wasn't trying to be Makal anybody. Rabbi Huda was such a Heilige Yid, you'll see from the Hemshech of the Gemara, just uh, gives you a new respect. So Rabbi Huda the Amur. And he wasn't trying to you know, hurt anybody. He, wasn't, he would just, like he gave a krechs. He said, Nebuch, they're throwing bread? He said, there must be a lot of plenty in this world. Too much. So we don't want to say that too loud, but that's what I'm saying. We should spend money on mitzvahs on Hidurim because it'll be mechaper for the amount we waste, at least before we learn the sugya. 
after these six months, hopefully we'll be better at Baltashlis and Bizayan But he made that comment, and it was a criticism. How can you throw bread? There are people who can't afford bread, and there are people that are hungry. In the ancient world, that was very prevalent. Today, it's still uh, nagay, unfortunately. Yavena, and when he said it, and when he looked at it, it just the ayin harish wasn't trying to hurt anybody. Havikafna, immediately there was a famine, and the famine took hold, and then a lot more people were hungry. And it was getting so bad, they, it's a fascinating Gemara on many levels, so I'm not doing justice to it. So a group of committee of Rabbanim came to his Shamas, and he said, you know, we have a big problem, people are starving, maybe you can figure out a way to get Rabbi Yehuda to come to the Shuk. He never left the best Medjish, never left his home. Maybe figure out a way that he should come and he should see what's going on, the long lines, people waiting for, 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 for apples and for, uh, and for Tainim, and the people are hungry. And then the price went up and the economy's in shambles. Maybe just, like, get him in a matzah where he'll overhear and he'll realize what's going on and he'll, he'll dive for us. It's a very interesting way of doing things. I have a better idea. Why don't you send the committee knock on the door and sit down with Abida and say, Rebbe, can you please dive for us? We have a famine. Wouldn't that be easier? Apparently not, because what, co- what triggered the famine is the fact that there was a kitrug in Shabayim because of what he saw and what he saw was correct, that people are being mazals on food, and that's not good for Panasa. So it can't just be diving, okay, you know, can we have more food? It has to be that the people are suffering and they learn their lesson, and he has to see that. So they asked him, can you please try to arrange it? So, they made the request, and he's going to work on it. Nashik means to like press the issue and make sure he goes out. And he'll see what's going on. All of a sudden, I hear the whole tumult, this whole line of people. What's going on over here? He asked the Shamus. They're selling some tamarim, and there's a big fight over who gets it, and the price is very high, and there's a big shortage of food. If they're eating tamarim, that's not a sign of wealth. That's a sign there's no bread, and that's not uh, very good for anybody. Sabhita says he made a dig. He said there must be a famine in the world. That means nobody told him. We'd have... Nobody told him, and the only suggestion was bring him out to a matzah, well, maybe he'll figure out based on the circumstance. So apparently it wasn't for probably many reasons. You couldn't just go and say, there's a famine, can you please dive in or do some, give us a bracha or something like that. And it had to be, just like was brought on, he, wasn't, he didn't dive in and it should be brought on, Khalila. It had to be called off by something he noticed in the other direction, that uh, they're already paying for it dearly. Maybe the Rabbanan knew that he was, he was the one who was sort of goizerets. So he, he did, right. It could be he didn't. Him by saying, well, Rebbe, we need to I don't know, there's something. He was, he was the God of clearly, and he was taking care of Klai Yisrael. He, would want to, he didn't even know. Now, how could he not know? Why didn't they, like, supper was getting smaller or more expensive? The answer is he was a parish. He probably had a, a taina once a week anyway, like, what, you know, some boxer. So. The palace, nobody ever told. Today, this is, there's so many things going on over here. I have to remind me one, 
Well, Shabbat Shuvah, Joshua, go back to this. There's a lot going on in this Gemara, and we would not, we would say, no, let's, you know, got rights, got to be a daven, we got a demand, you know, the demand. They, they didn't think they could demand, apparently. <laughs> they, didn't, uh, they didn't think that was pushed. So, anyway, so now he, the first, he heard that there was a famine. Amada Shambay, Shalof Li Misanoi. So he said, ah, oh, I got to dive, the people are suffering. So I got to sit down on the floor. I got to take off my shoes, as you do, like you prov, uh, almost like, like Avelis. He says, as he told his uh, Shamis, he says, can you help me take off my shoe? One at a time. Shalof Li Misanoi. So he took off one shoe, Fasa Mission, and it started pouring. I stop the Gemara here, because the Gemara goes on to say, but we're in far too deep Kabbalah already. He was about to take off his other shoe, and then there was a Basco Elio came and said, he better not take off the other shoe, because the wall's going to be destroyed. It just gives you a small glimpse on who Rabbi Yudah was. He didn't even start diving yet, he just took off one shoe, and that was such a tircha, that already was machaper for everything, and, uh, and that, was, uh, that was it. Everything was put back together. So something like that, you say, Savaitar, so why don't you guess him to David? He could have fixed it in one second. That's not what was supposed to be learned over here. Point is, this thing was triggered by the fact that they're throwing around food. That's the, uh, that's the lesson in over here, which you've got to be very careful about. Okay, we're out of time. We start a little late. We end a little late tomorrow night. We will get to what's in this secret bag, and it's not a secret Santa, although it's something very close. And uh, we will, Mr. Shem, get to it. So please come on time so you don't think we all fell off the deep end. Uh, 